Welcome to Canada's podcast. Hello, I'm Mario Taniguzzi, and this is Alberta's podcast on Canada's Podcast Network. Joining me today is Jolene Brewster and Jess McNally, who run Jolene's Tea House in Banff. Thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having us, Mario. Well, let me just ask, uh, well, first of all, for our, our listener stakes, uh, who is Jolene and who's Jess? <laughs> I'm Jolene Brewster, and I'm, I'm Jess McNally. Okay, super then. Your names don't show up on the screen. So uh, let's talk about Jolene's Tea House. Uh, first of all, tell me what it is and what you guys do. We specialize in organic loose leaf tea. We started making our own blends almost 20 years ago. Um, we, we make them right here in Banff. Everything organic is, is a, certainly a passion of ours. And then uh, over the years, we've started selling them to many backcountry lodges, restaurants, coffee shops, places where they can be served and enjoyed. But we've recently opened up our new flagship space right here on Bear Street in Banff uh, in this beautiful heritage cabin that we're in right now. And we have them available for retail. How many different uh, products do you have uh, in terms of tea? So we have over uh, 65 different loose leaf tea flavors um, and really spanning all the different varieties, caffeine free, black, green. Uh, We have a lot of herbal blends that are inspired by plants that grow around the Rocky Mountains. And then we have really uh, your favorite classic black teas like Creamy Earl Grey and Banff Breakfast. And uh, we also have some really nice high end green teas and really specialties that we import directly from, from Asia. Okay, when did the store open? Well, we're actually, this location only opened a few months ago, August 18th. Okay. We forget that because we've been dreaming of it for so long, it feels like it's been real for much longer. <laughs> so, so tell me just a little bit uh, about their passion for tea. Like where, where does this come from? Uh, I think we, we both, um, both have a long history of uh, tea in our lives. Uh, for me, I think my story is very simple. I grew up in Alberta. Um, tea was always our family's beverage of choice. When we had uh, family, friends, any sort of guests, even pull into our drive, I would see my mom putting on the kettle. We were very classic. We had a china teapot. My mom would bring out the china cups for all guests. And uh, tea, tea was very much a big part of the conversation. Um, foundation in our home. And as I got older, my passion extended into the health benefits of uh, plants and and different herbs and ingredients and anything from nature. How about you, Jess? Uh, Well, I also grew up in a tea drinking family. We drank a lot of caffeine-free tea, actually. It was like an evening thing in my family, always after dinner and before bed. Um, Mm -hmm. My grandmother and great-grandmother also drank tons of tea. And so I have lots of fond memories of drinking uh, black tea with them. But really, my passion for tea uh, grew in my 20s. I spend a lot of time practicing Buddhism and meditation. And in the Asian culture, of course, tea is so important. And I spent a lot of time uh, steeped in Japanese culture where uh, the tea ceremony is so important. And I had some friends who are really passionate about the tea ceremony. And I got to participate in that. And I spent a few years living in India where tea is like all day long, every day. And so when I moved back to Banff and Alberta, where I'm from, 
uh, and I met Jolene, it just felt like a really natural fit. Do you, uh, and I have my tea right here. <laughs> uh, some uh, strange, well, I shouldn't say strange, but some concoction that my what my are daughter, you drinking. <laughs> I don't know what I'm drinking actually, because uh, my daughter, uh, my daughter is is like that. She's passionate about tea, so so uh, she always brings all this stuff uh, into the house, which is great. Um, tell me a little bit about the, uh, I guess, the popularity of tea these days. Uh, you know, obviously, you know, uh, you know, we seem to be in a coffee culture, right? Uh, you know, with Starbucks on every corner type thing. Uh, but uh, it just seems to me that, you know, the tea is, has made a resurgence uh, in the retail world, I guess, in, in recent years. Why is that? Uh, well, first of all, I think it's important to clarify that, yes, in North America, coffee is very popular, but tea is still the second most widely consumed beverage in the world next to water. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just for scope on that. Yeah. Um, it's interesting though. Uh, throughout COVID, I feel like we've had a lot of customers reach out to us and they actually are very interested in caffeine free selections and options because when people are working at home, I think they're becoming more aware that sitting there all day drinking coffee really isn't that healthy for you. <laughs> and so they can still be having a treat, a warm beverage, something to keep them going while they work. Um, but a lot healthier. I think that's very appealing. Um, but more than that, I, I do think that tea has become fun. I think all the, all the new flavors of herbs and spices and natural sweeteners and, and colors, I, I think tea has, it's, it's very much like music. There's such a wide variety. It's uh, different kind of for every occasion, every time of day. And you can have a lot of fun with tea. Yeah. I chuckled because I, I understand fully the coffee uh, analogy that you made because I'm the same way. It's so easy to I can just step over into there into my kitchen and uh, the espresso pot is there. And some days it's just running like crazy. Right. <laughs> and uh, so lately at the same way, lately I decided, OK, you know what I have to after my espresso in the morning, I'll have to switch over to tea and uh, as I said, we have so many varieties of teas, which is great. <laughs> and, I, and I think to add to that, it's really important to have a good quality of tea because a normal grocery store brand, um, while it might be the cheapest beverage on the shelf, it's, it's going to taste weak. It's not going to have the same flavor and the same experience. And I think that as quality of tea goes up, you get that richness and that full-bodied satisfaction and I, and I think that makes a really big difference to your mental perspective of drinking tea as well. I think people often think of tea as like pale, flavorless, lukewarm, yeah. and so much healthier. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, no doubt. Uh, let's talk a little bit about entrepreneurship and being entrepreneurs. So, uh, what was the uh, journey like for you guys to opening up a new store? I'm going to let Jess start with this one. <laughs> well, um, I uh, so I joined Jolene in the business just last year, actually, uh, right as COVID was starting in March 2020. Uh, I got laid off from my other jobs. And, um, you know, Jolene had been looking for a partner and approached me to to help. And it was sort of an odd time to get involved in a business, right? Like all of our wholesale accounts were uh, you know, closing down, hotels were closed, restaurants were closed. 
Yeah. But I think we saw an opportunity to really step back in terms of where the business was going and really think about online, the online world, the retail world. And so that's what I have a history in uh, web design and web uh, communications and online communications. And so I came in to really focus on that side of the business. And as we um, continued to grow the online store and sort of look at marketing and all of that, it just really became clear we needed a a home, like a, a space that people could come to. Like we were really, both of us are so passionate about the Rockies and about the tea ceremony in the Rockies mm. being able to have a place that's like really sharing that experience and sharing what that's all about. I think we couldn't have, we couldn't have found a better space in this old heritage cabin to, to tell that story. And uh, it's been a really fun journey to, to bring it to this place. You know, and as Jolene talked about the, 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 the tea experience, I, I, I guess that's also important, right? To, to have a space where where people can see and smell, I guess, uh, the product, right? Uh, the, that experiential part of it is, is huge in, you know, in many businesses, but I think tea would be one of them too, right? Yeah, it's enormous. Like we noticed that our uh, sales selection of what sells best online without people being able to talk to us, learn about the tea, smell it, touch it, is very different than the best sellers that will be in person. Um, so it's like, yes, tea is a very tangible item. It, it, it uh, stimulates all your senses. Yeah. What's been the best part of uh, being an entrepreneur for you? Uh, wow. <laughs> I think, you know, for me, my favorite part of it is that there's so many, there's so many different elements always. Like, I feel like I'm everyday learning. Like, it's such a, uh, a rich, like full journey, like learning about marketing, learning about PR, learning about interacting with people and learning about tea, learning about like, there's so much to learn all the time. And that's something I really love about, about running this company. And also for me, it's been a joy to run it as a partnership. You know, I think, um, it really helps being able to bounce ideas off of each other. And I think we really help each other grow and we always see things as slightly different and then yeah. uh, together we kind of are able to uh, accomplish a lot which I know that just me alone or I think I could speak for Jolene I think either one of us alone wouldn't wouldn't have the same creative energy and and uh, be able to bring all of this to fruition the way we have what about I you do, yeah I do think small business owners become a master of wearing many, many hats. We are a jack of all trades. And there's a satisfaction that goes with that. Like the skills that you build up over the years and, and this business 100% has been a labor of love. Every small business owner will go through many periods, not paying yourself, working endless hours. That can go on for years. <laughs> and if you love what you do and you start to see it move forward, um, the level of satisfaction in that is incredible. And the fact you are making something, you are bringing it to life. Um, so yeah, a hundred percent, that's my story. And, uh, it's, it's been a long, a long journey, but I, I am so grateful that I had this calling. Tell me what, uh, the toughest challenges have been for, for, for you both in being an entrepreneur. Well, I'd say the toughest challenge is just 
for me, it's really been, uh, you know, staying the course through all the ups and downs of this pandemic. You know, like I think last year we thought, oh, it'll be three months, maybe six <laughs> months, and then it's a year, then it's a year and a half. It's so just being able to really stay positive, staying focused on, like I think we really have a vision and a passion for what we're doing, and so through all these ups and downs, I feel like it's been really, um, that's been the biggest challenge is just to remind ourselves like Banff will come back, people will come back and we're sort of setting the ground for, and really excited. I mean, it, they are coming back. So it's wonderful to see. And, um, yeah, yeah. My dad always had a saying, uh, if it was easy, everyone would do it. Business is not easy. It's, it's, it's an incredible amount of work. It is your 60 hour weeks. It is your seven days a week. It is, it is, uh, it can be very thankless. It is endless. Um, and I have been doing this almost 20 years and I can say that uh, to Jess's point, staying the course is, uh, you you're doing what you love. And if you have a vision and you believe in it, it makes it all worth it, but no one's going to pat you on the back and thank you for what you're doing at the end of the day. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's true. Um, so what's the connection between you two? Like, how did you guys uh, hook up? Uh, this is my story. <laughs> uh, I, um, her mother actually married my husband and I. And uh, so the first time I met Jess when she had just gotten home from India was yeah. at my wedding. And I thought she was an absolutely amazing person. And a year later, when she was a lot more settled in Banff, I ran into her in the street and she was talking about some different meditations that she was planning. And uh, I just looked at her and in my head thought, that's my person. And I, I just knew, I just knew that yeah. she had a really nice balance to me and was, you know, Banff is a small town. Um, I think finding the right partner because you work so closely together is extremely important. And that, you know, after the length of time and love I put into this business, I certainly wasn't going to uh, whimsically ask anyone. And so my my point of direction with Jess was like very strong and clear. Okay, let's talk a little bit about both of your backgrounds. So we'll start with Jolene. Uh, so I understand you have roots in the area? Uh, you could say that. <laughs> I think I'm officially an old timer. Like I'm a part of an association where I am classified as an old timer. So my family was one of the first pioneers in Alberta and uh, definitely one of the first families to arrive in the Banff area. And uh, yeah, we've been long, long time guiding farmers, explorers, um, definitely in the hospitality industry, hosting people to Banff National Park. Okay. A couple of other uh, quick things. Uh... Uh, Jolene, I understand you also were involved in equestrian. Yes, next to T, horses are my my other passion in life. Did you compete? Uh, uh, yeah. So uh, growing up, I actually rode bareback. My my father uh, said, "Until you can lift a saddle on a horse yourself, <laughs> you better learn you better learn how to ride bareback." Um, and then I got into uh, western riding and rodeo. And I uh, did that throughout high school and college. And actually now I'm into dressage and ride English. I think that training and discipline is absolutely phenomenal. And so I have a lot of fun doing that. Um, but yeah, I, I've always had horses in my life. I do a lot of riding. 
Uh, I was a sundry rodeo queen, the Calgary Stampede queen. Yes, um, yes, yes. Very, very proud moments for me. All right. Jess, you have an interesting background. <laughs> uh, so let me just start with, a, with the first part of it, uh, ski racing. Uh, you were involved in ski racing, were you? I, I, I grew up in Alberta and um, you know, my, my family also has a long history in Alberta and um, entrepreneurship. My grandfather was the, uh, started Big Rock Brewery. So I think I learned Why? a bit about, uh, you know, entrepreneurship and that spirit from him. And, um, and I grew up in Calgary and uh, skiing. And my family were both, both my parents are passionate about skiing and the mountains. And so we would come out to the mountains every weekend. In fact, my parents would book a hotel every Saturday night for the whole winter, like six months. So we'd come every, every Saturday morning and we'd stay till Sunday. So I, I feel like I grew up in, in Banff really as much as Calgary because we spent all of our weekends here um, growing up. And then when my parents got a bit older my they moved out to the mountains too so my mom lives in town okay. and has lived here about 20 were you, years were you a competitive ski racer or yeah i was i was a, a ski racer at lake louise ski club and uh competed i got to the point i i skied till i was about 16 so i was on the got to the international circuit and competed around canada and, uh but then i i uh quit and i got into rowing actually Oh well, wow. boarding school, and I got into rowing, and so I actually rowed in university. And my strong legs from skiing translated to uh, strong legs in a boat. So I was quite a quite a jock growing up. <laughs> so uh, it's uh, interesting because I knew your grandfather really well, Ed McNally, and uh, and and Big Rock, and uh, you know, always loved. Uh, you know, in the eighties, it was my favorite beer, tra the traditional. I always drank traditional, <laughs> and occasionally ventured into the McNally's brand. Uh, if anybody out there knows McNally's, is a little more alcohol uh, content in it than uh, than uh, most beers, <laughs> but they really enjoyed it. Yeah. Well, that's nice. Yeah, yeah. and uh, and and. And talk a little bit about your kind of Zen Buddhist experiences. Now, you spent time in the Himalayas, I understand. And now this is what got me in your bio. Two years, two years of solitary meditation retreat? Yeah. Yeah, that is a pretty unusual <laughs> part of my life. Um, yeah. So I, I've always been really interested in the bigger questions of life and Maybe it's just my personality, and um, uh, I went to university in the in the states in California, and uh, I got in, interested in Buddhism and um, seeking that out. And after I graduated from university, um, I uh, one thing led to another, but I I found the Zen monastery in New York, and I I moved in there and I lived there for about three years. So Zen is the Japanese Buddhist tradition, and then. Um, then at a certain point, I, I really, I really felt the, an inclination for Tibetan Buddhism. And so I left, um, the Zen monastery and I, I went to India and, um, got really into the Tibetan Buddhist practice and, uh, I was ordained as a nun. So I used to have shaved head and red robes in the whole wheel. Oh. And, um, in, in the, 
Tibetan Buddhist practice, um, solitary retreat is really a, a huge part of that tradition. So, and the meditators would often go to solitary caves in the mountains and practice sometimes for months, sometimes for years, sometimes 20 years or life. And, uh, and so going to do that kind of solitary retreat was really a part of the tradition of becoming a deepening your meditation practice. So, oh, yeah. super. so uh, just a, co- a couple final questions for both of you, Jolene, I'll start off with uh, yourself first, but what do you think you learned from your background and say rodeo and horses stampede queen uh, that has helped you as an entrepreneur? I'm tough. <laughs> I, I actually am a cow. <laughs> um, you know, I, I do think that uh, the ability to reach out and talk to people is is what makes a business work on on any level. That is what I do every single day. Um, so yes, I, I I feel like that background of being the stampede queen and being an ambassador uh, gave me a lot of skills to help me build this business. Okay. And uh, yourself, Jess, uh, your background in Zen and Buddhism, uh, you know, how did, has that helped you in your uh, business life? Well, I think, I think the biggest thing is just trying to stay um, grounded. You know, there's a lot of emotions running a business up and down and um, see, we're good partners. Yeah. She's grounded. I'm tough. <laughs> She's tough. It's true. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, I think, um, and, and staying optimistic and also, you know, for me, a big part of my practice is having a motivation that to benefit others, you know, and for me really coming back to the joy of seeing people tasting tea and enjoying tea and people sending their little messages that they love tea. It really like, for me, that that's all what it's all about at the end of the day is, I mean, of course we want to grow this business and be successful, but it really is about sharing this very simple and joyful pleasure of tea. And and that gives me a lot of joy. All right. Super. Well, thank you both uh, for joining us today. That was an absolute pleasure. Enjoyed talking to you. Thanks for having us. Thank you for having us. This was a nice part of our morning. (laughs) Okay. Thank you. Uh, That was Jess McNally and Jolene Brewster of Jolene's Tea House in Banff. This has been Alberta's podcast with Mario Tanaguzzi on Canada's Podcast Network. Thanks for joining us today.